0: Oh, Scott kids just bust right in on the audio. <laughs> haven't heard him since we've been up
1: here. I haven't noticed him and in. Aiden's ah!
0: Oh, that's a great way to start this podcast off. Oh, Scott and Paul Show, episode five. Right off the bat, we're screwing everything up. Just like normal. Look at that right. hair. And nobody can I'm so see clean. it. This is an audio show only. Why? Well,
1: actually Oh man, I got sweet hair and we can't even show it off.
0: Uh, Maybe we'll put some pictures up on the podcast. Not on the podcast, podcast, but on the uh, website, because we actually have one, com. Well, Scott, leave it to Fox to screw everything up, because that's what they do. Rocky Horror Picture Show is getting a remake. Somewhat. It's actually a reimagining. Yes, let's just piss everybody off, because that's what Fox does. Not bad enough that they took, oh... What's that beloved show that Joss Whedon had? Oh, yes, Firefly. And what's that other show that people had that they pissed everybody else off? Oh, oh, it's like Alienation. You pissed off about that, Scott? Well, let's just piss everybody else off. And- Don't forget Terminator. You may not have liked
1: it, but there was a huge fan base that had a freaking stroke that ended on a cliffhanger, and nobody knows what happened. Yeah, the, the freaking creator refuses to tell what was going to happen. <laughs> that yeah. is being a dick
0: and Mary's children never got a proper send off either. So let's just go ahead and piss everybody else off with let's remake Rocky Horror and not even give them an actual movie. That's just going to be a, a I guess it's a oh quote, it's a say 2-hour taped event and as a reimagining. So they're not even getting a movie. They're getting like a I guess this is going to be like a taped Broadway play or some bullshit. They're not even going to do an actual show, a movie. It's going to be on TV.
1: Well, <sighs> I'm not. I mean, I've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I probably haven't watched it since the late 90s. And I, I mean, I thought it was funny when I watched it, but I mean, I'm not really excited for this.
0: Scott, it's, a magic it's a reimagining. What yeah, can know. go wrong? What can go wrong with the re-imagining? It's a reimagining?
1: You're not going to have the magic that made it a, a cult favorite to begin with, mostly. <laughs>
0: No, Scott, it's a reimagining. Fox always does it right. I mean, I actually got an email about this. Well, actually, it's it's a text, but I'm, I'm 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 going the right way about this. I'm being a journalist. I'm not even going to use real names. So, B from Florida says, quote, No, no. No, 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 no. Fuck, no, no, no. No, no. No. No, no, no. God damn it. Motherfucking son of a bitch. No, no. They're excited about this too. What can go wrong? Nothing can okay. go wrong with this. I don't know. I I th- even did, you even did stunt casting and got a transgender. What can yeah. go wrong? I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say it's ballsy, but they got a transgender actor. But I mean, Laverne Cox got the was the first transgender to receive an Emmy nomination on. Now the uh, Orange is the New Black. So that's why I wasn't familiar with the with the actor. I don't watch Orange is the New Black because.
0: Well, the last good prison movie was Death Warrant, so.
1: Yeah, Orange is the New Black. Oh my gosh, it's so not representative of what what it's like in there. <laughs> I mean, in parts it is, but I've watched a little bit of it, but man, it just it's a TV show. It's it's it embellishes for drama. Okay, I mean, but I'm sure there are places that are bad like that. So, but
0: me, are they going to redo all the music?
1: That's the big thing. I mean, that's To me, I mean, I've heard a lot of remakes of songs or homage not homages what's the word they use when they make a cover of cover. songs and very 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 few of them even yet within the same zip code as the original um there's a few i can think of uh knock on heaven's door you know that was a good one mm. but uh well live and let
0: Guy, yeah
1: yeah, I was actually I think that version was better too, but
0: then well, you go to the spaghetti Jimi
1: incident and the songs were all worse than the originals for the most part, so
0: well, you know. Jimi Hendrix did a better version of All Along the Watchtower than Bob Dylan, too. So yeah. um,
1: But now you're talking about Fox, Hollywood. You're not talking about people that when they were writing music and performing at their peak they were visionary, you know what I mean, and they were the ones doing the covers. It took somebody exceptional to make good or better covers. I mean, think of like Cheryl Crow and um, "Sweet Child of Mine."
0: That was, was freaking weird.
1: terrible, and I'm not. It's not that I'm anti Cheryl Crow or somebody want a cover of the song. That just wasn't a good song when she did it. It just it just was a failure. So I mean, there's you know, it was terrible. So, but I mean, there are some good covers. So it's gonna be hard to to, to live up to the original. And that's something that's really hard for something that's a reimagining or remake. They always draw that comparison. And if something most of the time if something's being reimagined, it's got an iconic status a lot of times. I mean, if they redid the original Star Wars trilogy today, I do not think it would be anywhere near the magic of the original of the of the originals. And it's the same thing with Rocky Horror Picture show. I don't it's not gonna have that impact. It's not coming out in that era. It's not coming out uh, yeah, I mean, but- this stuff's a lot more common. The the big thing was it was uh, an androgynous character. You didn't know what I knew.
0: Friends, it Sexual Vania, and, and yeah, the delivery was, was just so spot on. It I like the boundaries, boundaries and in a campy way, and and now it's just you're just doing it for.
1: It worked for its time. How yeah. can you? How can you? Camp doesn't even really work that well anymore. It's just no. not something that I I I mean I don't know if it's the cinematography that kills it or what, but something about the look of a campy movie today just never never comes through like it did in the old days. I don't know if it's – I don't know. Maybe it's a lack of celluloid. I don't know. <laughs> something weird about the look. That's something to me, the aesthetic of it makes a difference. So I don't know. I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this. It just doesn't work the same. Camp doesn't work the same for me. So For me, I don't know how other people feel, but it just – what was the last good campy movie I watched? I can't think of one. If I'm if I did, it would probably be something that came out in the '80s or at the latest the early '90s. So maybe it's part of that I'm getting old. And oh my, your generation's music sucks, and it does. Um, I don't know. Who knows? If they, the way Fox and Fox TV are, they're a bunch of meddling wannabes with a bunch of money. So yeah. they'll probably Rock- screw it up.
0: The Rocky Horror Picture Show is from Fox twenty first. 21st- Television studios and Gal Berman's The Jackal Group. Berman, who has a background as a Broadway producer, met Lou Alder, the Grammy winning Rocky Horror Picture Show executive producer, in 2004. The two started mulling a reimagined version of the cult classic, and in 2014 they partnered to begin developing at Fox. Berman originally tried to get a Rocky Horror show off the ground in 2002 as Fox Entertainment President. On Fox, Glee did a Rocky Horror Glee show in 2010. Alder and Berman will serve as executive producers on the special directed, choreographed, and executive produced by Emmy winner Kenny Ortega High School school music franchise this is it and Descendants. Nah, Jesus. Well, they're, they're not doing this for fans of Rocky Hard. They're doing this for themselves. Nobody else. The, the fact, what you're dealing with is Fox and every major studio now does not give a damn about trying to get new IPs. They're going the safe route. Go yeah. with IPs that already have a built-in audience do as less as you can to get as much as you can. Period. Same thing with Ghostbusters. It already has a built-in audience. Let's go ahead and throw out the IP. The girls probably could have made a successful movie on their own about hunting ghosts, but they're not going to give them the money for that. Why would they? Everybody would already call that movie, well, it's Ghostbusters with girls. So let's just go ahead and give them the Ghostbusters franchise. It's it's, it's, Fuck it. I'm done with this shit. Fox finally made a little bit of work with um, Marvel, or maybe the other way around. We are getting a Hellfire TV series. Are you excited, Scott? No. No? (laughs) You have no faith in Fox?
1: No, I do not have any faith
0: in Fox. Fox can burn in hell. Or is it you don't I mean, care about the Hellfire Club, or is it? I don't care about the Hellfire Club
1: either. But I mean, what's going? I mean, with all of the rich, interesting characters that haven't been touched yet, oh, the group of old evil rich people. I mean, what do do? You know what I mean? How many <laughs> times have we seen that in film?
0: But you're getting Brian Singer and Jeff Lowe working together, though.
1: I like Brian Singer, all right. He's not perfect. No, He's got a lot more movies I like more than freaking J.J. Abrams. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, that. that's
0: that's for damn sure.
1: He's definitely got him beat. Um, I mean, are they going? Which which group of characters is even going to be in it?
0: I have no idea.
1: That's the big thing. I mean, I'm, I'm just curious sure. if you use if you use um. Shit! What's her name that always wore like the garter belts and shit in the comics? Emma Frost.
0: Emma Frost. Yeah.
1: If you if you if you put her on there, you going to dress her up like a freaking slut. slut. I said, yeah. I mean, seriously, it was. You know, I look back at '90s comics, and you know me, I'm like the first one to be like, oh my god, people overblow sexism. But she walked around in daylight in a garter and and a corset, a corset, and just. It just didn't make sense to me. It, even when I was a 12 year old, I was like, this makes no sense that she's dressing like this. But I actually, it, just it to see the, the freaking meltdown melt? of everybody. Yeah, it was the 90s. Just to see people melt down, I hope they do dress her up like that because you know, the internet's yeah. gonna be I mean, going
0: to be Going to the Hellfire Club, I mean, she would dress that way. I mean, remember Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Same thing, same principle.
1: I that's try not the, to remember eyes wide shut, but yeah, I do remember
0: it. Illuminati. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, this show's getting pulled. Fox is in development on an action adventure series, Hellfire, working title. It was announced today by David Madden, Boom, uh, President Entertainment, Fox Broadcasting Company. Set in the late 1960s, the series, which will be produced by 20th Century Fox Television and Marvel Television, that's surprising. With 20th Century Fox handling the physical production, follows a young special agent who learns that a power-hungry woman with extraordinary abilities is working with a clandestine society of millionaires, Illuminati, known as the Hellfire Club, to take over the world. So that's your um, that's your storyline. That's your gimmick. Here's
1: here one thing gives me a little bit of hope when you look at like the executive producers and uh, you got. Uh, the Daredevil producers, but then you also they do Agents of Shield too, which I just don't care for Agents of Shield. It's okay, but
0: well, you um, only got one. How many? How far down the line are you? in the-
1: you got Lauren Shula Donner, um, Brian Singer. Yeah, and Brian Singer. I mean, I mean, there's there's hope for it. You know, I mean, there's some really good names attached to it, just in the producing side and the writing side and the uh, director. You know, okay, I'm not saying Brian Singer is amazing director, but I think he's a solid director.
0: So but the Mixing closer powers. we get to both of these camps working together, the closer you, you we get to uh United front. So
1: Yeah. That's good. So, yeah. The uh, you know I mean I'm looking at some names here. was some good stuff here. Uh, you got a producer or a writer from 24 and you have two writers from Star Trek 3 so I mean, yeah we'll see there's a lot of good brains in the operation I'm, I'm actually more excited about it. I'd read the story but I, I kind of quit when I got to all the parentheses because I was like ah it's just whatever and then I kind of noticed that that was the producers and writers and stuff so I mean I'm a little more interested after seeing that
0: yeah Should be good, maybe. I don't, I don't know. It could be bad. It's also it's going to be a little difficult to do since it's a it's a time, it's a period piece. You're in the '60s.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know,
0: Agent Carter did good though, so might be a little difficult. But we'll we'll see. I just don't. I guess it's going to be based in the Fox world, but. Uh, considering how jumbled everything is now over there, I don't know what universe is going to be set in. Is it its own little universe, or is it actually set in the current timeline they have? They well, we'll
1: just have to wait and see. <sighs> oh, boy. The action of the center of Hellfire will be a dynamic. will be dynamic and will satisfy the rabid fans. Which ones? I hope they mean rabid comic book fans, not rabid Hellfire fans, because I doubt there's many rabid Hellfire fans. All 20? Yeah. I mean, Hellfire Club, I mean, it worked in the stories it's been in. Uh, the original, well, even like on the old cartoon, I remember they they had a pretty good run with it. And then um, in the Ultimate X-Men the Hellfire Club was the was a lot was an Illuminati type group, but they were different. They weren't quite as nefarious, or were they? Maybe they were trying to bring the Phoenix about the end of the world. I can't remember. But it had Lilandra from the Shi'ar Empire. You know, Professor X's like alien girlfriend. Yeah, she was the member of the Hellfire Club. Yep, but I can't remember if she was an alien in the Ultimates. So. but yeah, I mean. That I mean that's a that's a that's a solid group of people to produce and write and direct. So, I mean most of the credits for these people are X Men: Days of Future Past, um, Marvel's Daredevil, and the Wolverine, which was which was which was good. Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> there's only one of those guys.
0: <laughs> he probably didn't even want to be there.
1: But he worked on Days of Future Past too. So. Yeah.
0: Well, Scott, moving on. Did you watch Die Hard 5?
1: No, I did watch Die Hard 4, and I can't remember hardly anything about it except him running around in the back of a Harrier jet.
0: Well, do you want to watch Die Hard 6?
1: No, especially after reading that it's a kind of a prequel thing. And I'm not exactly anti-prequel, but I mean... <sighs> They're going to do like the dual actor thing where it's going to be like old Bruce Willis and it's going to go back to like the late 70s or early 70s and have young version of Bruce Willis. Well, that's yeah. what you're
0: getting. Die Hard origin story on the drawing board with director Lynn Wiseman and Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. Never heard of these people. Uh, exclusive this is from Deadline as Hans Gruber his brother Simon and several other supervillains can attest is hard to kill New York City cop John McClane despite that underwhelming last film they made money
1: all of them's made money so I don't know maybe they'll get Joseph Gordon levitt again
0: Live Free or hey. Die Hard grows $383 million. But, $134 yeah.
1: million domestic. And China's a growing market. so
0: As of this, uh, all of this is early, but let's see. Fox is making a deal for Live Free or Die Hard Helmer Linz Wiseman to return and develop with producer Lorenzo D. Bonaventura a sixth installment of Die Hard. Uh, all of this is early, but they are referring to this as Die Hard Year One.
1: I'm to get Jack Courtney.
0: <laughs> and They're looking for better to script a reinvention of the Venerable Action Series, one that is sort of a prequel while still leaving room for Willis to play McClane as well. Basically, he'll book in the storyline that will set much of the action in 1979. When McLean was a cop in gritty New York City, and showing how he became a die-hard kind of guy. How about
1: this? I I imagine John McLean came out of the womb a die-hard kind of guy. Hmm. So I, I just I just want to see him blow shit up. It's kind of like the Pacific Rim analogy I like to use. I just need to see robots punching monsters. I need to see John McLean blowing shit up, saying Yippee Ki and walking off with a bunch of dead terrorists behind him,
0: and I'll be all right. You know this. Well, while D. Bonaventura is Paramount-based, he's involved here because Fox sought to convert one of his projects into a Die Hard film. Same as was done in 1995's 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance, which came from a spec script called Simon Says. Wasn't that the uh, name of the dude in that movie, Simon?
1: I think so. Uh, Here's the thing about Die Hard 3 and 4. I've seen Die Hard with a Vengeance once, and I can remember a huge majority of that movie. I watched it on like HBO when it first came out on HBO. I have seen, uh, what was it? Live Free or Die Hard? Was that the fourth one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember jack shit about it except the airplane.
0: So The idea of Will's working with a younger actor playing the same character is not unprecedented. As Joseph Gordon-Levitt played the younger version of him in Ryan Wilson's Looper.
1: I love that movie. It's a good movie. And Joseph Gordon Levitt did a pretty good job. Hopefully I you could always do the Jeff Bridges route and like in Tron. Deaging with CGI. I and mean, shit, how old's Tron legacy now? Five years, maybe, four years?
0: Didn't they do that in another movie recently? They de would somebody. Schwarzenegger. Definitely. Terminator Genesis.
1: Yeah. And they looked pretty good. It didn't look. It didn't really look half bad in uh, Salvation, and that was two thousand eight. It just, it, I can, you could, in two thousand eight, it, it looked good, but you could really feel it. That It wasn't quite there, but the last one, Genesis, sitting in the theater, I thought looked pretty damn spot on. I was like, wow, that's some really impressive CGI. So They could do that, but is it cheaper to hire an actor or is it cheaper to hire a whole freaking production team of CGI artists and animators?
0: Depends on how many effects you're going to be doing for the rest of the movie. Yeah. They'll be doing all practical effects for the rest of of the movie, so why not? Maybe. Maybe they'll do practical effects. I'm sure they would. I mean, it's diehard. How many CGI effects can you have? Fucking well, I don't
1: know. Look at fucking George Lucas.
0: Well, yeah, they but had, they got rid they
1: of his... Right? They had to be CGI. <laughs> they filmed some scenes in Tunisia, and then they built freaking sets and CGI blowing sand, and just like, uh, while you're in Tunisia, why don't you just film that shit? I don't know. I say blow up a bunch of shit. I say blow up real shit. It looks better. It always will look better.
0: Mm.
1: I'm not anti-CGI. I just think that it's always going to look better. I can I can typically suspend belief disbelief enough that it has to be pretty shitty to CGI. In a in a theater, it's even hard. I I think in a theater it's harder for me to notice because like Jurassic World, I thought it had really good CGI. I still think it has good CGI, but when I watched it on on HD here in the house, I was like, wow, those really look CGI compared to what I remember in the theater. So maybe it's the same thing for Terminator Genesis. But Looper was pretty well done in CGI. I watched it here at the house because they changed. Um, ch- Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face. Which is surprising. that it, I mean, is he A-list now? Do you call him A-list?
0: Who, George Lucas?
1: No, Jordan, Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: In, in his own mind, I'm sure he does.
1: Shit, I mean, he was in Dark Knight Rises, Looper, which I don't know how much money Looper made. What was the movie where they saw in, in Inception? Then he made the Bicycle movie. Okay, maybe he's not A-list. Maybe he's borderline. But anyway, still, it's kind of hard to think of a, a an actor, you know, like in, with all their unions and, and how strict they are about having their name on screen, their face on screen, all that stuff, to have their face digitally changed like that. Still. I, we've talked way too much about Die Hard 6. It's probably going to freaking suck. But here's keeping our fingers crossed. Uh, Bruce Willis has apparently been on board the entire time, so maybe he's had some input that
0: might help it. So, mm. Moving on. Moving on to Nintendo. Nintendo. Pretty much all of the news we have is Nintendo. Okay. Um, You want to go with bad Nintendo news or good Nintendo news?
1: Let's start with the bad and end on a high note.
0: Okay. Look at the new article I posted. It's the pics. Is
1: it in the doc? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's. The- oh, yeah, the mobile
0: game. Yeah, the new pics.
1: Are they really going to call that a game?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It looks like a freaking uh, chat program to me.
0: Nintendo Unveils first mobile game. Me, Mi... Toto? Mi Moto? Mi moto. You Mi gotta moto. say Moto. Like, you
1: gotta say it like a pretentious American pronouncing Japanese words.
0: No, I like Japanese girls. Mitomo. Mitomo.
1: So when it, they.
0: It's yeah. bullshit. It's what still is. Mitomo. Mitomo. Uh Mitomo. Mitomo, Basically, Mi-tomo. It's a free to play game. So the Nintendo's first game is for the mobile market, it will come out next year. It's not gonna be Zelda, it's not gonna be Mario. It's a show, so, social game. And um free to play title, Cartoon is Avatar Looking Shit. But Scott, Scott is looking at that right now. Looks like shit, don't it, Scott? No. Um, <laughs> I hated well, me when they
1: first came out, but I kind of like them now. But, I mean, it's not the Me's that bother me. It's the freaking nature of the program. It's a freaking – it's basically a chat program. I mean, phones have messengers on it. Why if do the I need this? program,
0: it, it, it scrubs your data, basically, and it will talk to other Me's and find out um, your – Whatever information you're sh- selling, um, you're you're sharing, basically. It's there was some statement
1: that it was like f- it was to help people that aren't comfortable sharing information. It's like fucking shy Facebook. people. It's fucking Facebook with me's. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a messenger program with some sort of data parsing ability. I don't know. It's just it's this is bullshit. Now nah, is it free? Am I gonna download it and take a look at it? Yeah, I'm gonna take a look at it, but
0: um? Not no, fuck this shit. I don't know what fuck, the hell man. Nintendo's doing.
1: Well, we gotta, I gotta know what I'm bitching about when we do a review on it in March. But,
0: well, <laughs> go for it, Scott.
1: You can have fun by you myself. I'll give my wife, to to she has a me. My wife loves me's. So, but I mean, the she reason I seeing... John
0: Cena too, so I'm not gonna give her that one. <laughs> And not... me, and me too. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, man.
1: there's
0: a big problem.
1: The big thing I have with my, my big. This is horrible, Scott. 7% the- drop in their stock shares, by the way, after this was announced. Um, yeah. Sitaru, Satoru Iwata was so against putting Mario and Zelda on smartphones, mobile apps, games, and stuff, that I think that he just passed away a few months ago, and I think that they just didn't have anything in place Probably because he was blocking it. If I had to, I'm making an assumption. This that him. seems like the simplest, simplest answer is the one with the least assumptions, and it's a, it only takes about one assumption to figure out what happened here. And I would say that he was like, no, we're not putting Mario. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Social media, blah 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 blah, and then that's what they rolled with. So I would have come up with just a really good. Like MeVerse app for the phones and been done with it, and actually had an actual game come out. If I,
0: I wouldn't have. I, I don't
1: see the point in this program.
0: Well, this is horrible. This, I mean, my God, I get it. For, for how can you go from being the, the worst when it comes to information sharing, as all I want to do is just send you information like. Hey Scott, I want to play you online. Okay, well here's a 15-digit code. This so we can chat. To here, here I'm going to sneak all my information to you. What the hell? You, yeah, I mean, and, well, even
1: with the Wii U, it's you got a friends list, but it might as well not exist because you gotta you gotta actively go down tap your friends. Whereas on the um, like the Xbox One or the 360. If I'm scrolling through my tabs at all, I see my friends. You know what I mean? It's overt, and everything is always covert with Nintendo. And they're talking about information sharing. I bet it's extremely restricted what you can do with this program. Just like they, I mean, they shut games down on um, or apps down on like 3ds because people because there were jokes out there drawing penises <laughs> and yeah. sending them to people. Okay, fine, ban that person from the network they'd have to get a whole new freaking 3DS to continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? So they, when they do something, it's always super heavy-handed. And that's the problem I have with Nintendo, and they're, it's so restrictive in what you can do. So, and uh, We'll have to wait and see, but I have no faith that this is going to be a, a good app at all. It might be good for the whole purpose of being a little chat app, but it's, un, it's useless because your phones have that shit built in. Facebook's already built in.
0: Uh, this this was. They the, need to
1: come up with something unique, something that's not been done before. I think this is based. Someone was talking about this was very it was it was very similar to something else that was already out. Um, What's the name
0: of the game? Yeah, was uh, 3D Life Sim.
1: It was like Street something. No,
0: Tamachi mo- Life or some shit like that. Tamachi Life. It's kind of like that. <clears throat> to, looks like
1: secret with me avatars
0: the game was delayed in order to better promote this
1: okay secret was an ios and android app service that allowed people to share messages anonymously within their circle of friends friends of friends and publicly so it's like something called secret And that it was intended sharing primarily with friends, potentially making it more interesting and addictive for people reading the updates. So Wii U Daily is reporting it as secret with me's instead of fancy blurred backgrounds. So can I even actually chat with people? (laughs) I mean. Yeah, can do I just post like messages to like a board and then they just kind of circle around and everybody sees them?
0: This is stupid.
1: How fucking useful is that? It's like Twitter. It's like anonymous Twitter. Is that what it is? But you can only share it with your friends?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. It's called Google+. Future, yeah. f- future mobile titles will not be free to play, but since this is all one the experiment for Nintendo, we'll give this one to this just call them back. Anyway, Nintendo's mobile games will also work with this updated Nintendo account, which is replacing the popular Club Nintendo loyalty program the new membership service will use cloud-based data so that good good luck nintendo so that users can transfer information between their phones and consoles this could allow you to start playing a game on your phone while you ride the bus home and then toss it over to your bu and keep playing it on your tv good luck nintendo <laughs> So um, Secret,
1: Secret apparently had a rapid rise and a subsequent fall and eventual shutdown. Flash in a pan.
0: Wonder why. Because
1: it's a fucking useless feature. Yep. So, uh, again, like I said, Nintendo shares the last time I saw an update on the story was they had fallen 7% after the announcement of the game. Now they have the Nintendo account that was uh, mentioned in the article and uh, it's going to be some cloud-based thing and it's going to have like uh, save sharing and stuff like that. So they're catching up with a few things. If the NX does not come out fully featured doing at least what a PS4 or Xbox One does in all areas, they are wasting their freaking money.
0: Well, speaking of the NX, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, Nintendo has begun distributing a software development kit for its new NX video game platform. People familiar with the matter said, that being a leaked information, suggesting the company is on track to introduce the product as early as next year. The kit is used by third-party software developers to modify existing games for the platform or create new ones, meaning they've already had this for a while. Video game console from makers such as Nintendo. like to have popular titles ready to start selling new devices. No shit. Um, let's see. What else is in here that's actually interesting? Um, there was something in here about chips I wanted to read here it is, um, and the exact shape of NX hardware isn't clear yet, people familiar with the development plans said Nintendo would likely introduce both a console and at least one mobile unit they could either be used in conjunction with the console or taking on the road for separate use, they also said Nintendo would aim to put industry-leading chips in the index devices, after criticism that the Wii U capabilities didn't match those of competitors. Believe
1: it when I say it. Um, We've had three consoles in a row that have been... Ah, take that back. Two consoles in a row. Um, The GameCube was the middle ground during the um, Dreamcast PS2 GameCube Xbox era. Take that and Order from top to bottom. That's the order of power. It was like because I mean, GameCube was like 485 megahertz processor. I can't remember how much RAM, but it had uh, had a, a I don't know about cutting edge, but it had a pretty good processor. I can't remember what it was called, but it was. I mean, it's like had twice the clock speed of a freaking PS2. But then they handicapped it with the what was a one and a half gig disk. Yeah, Where they had four point seven gigs on a freaking DVD for PS2. So, yeah, they handicapped. I mean, there were some gorgeous games on it, don't get me wrong. Oh,
0: Resident Evil was beautiful. It was one oh, of my man,
1: yeah. Out. You know. Um,
0: Rose Squadron was
1: awesome. Ah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. The system was completely capable, no doubt about it, but the disc held it back a little bit. Of course, I'm sure they could have come up with, like, a double-layer design or something.
0: Well, yeah, they wanted to go for proprietary, and that's what killed them.
1: Yeah, I mean, use off-the-shelf parts. It's cheaper in the long run, so um but anyways then you know your wii was just what one and a half times more powerful than a gamecube i'm 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 not pulling that number out of my ass it's like four
0: four gamecubes duct taped together is that what they said that's what they tried to
1: say yeah but i think its actual output was only like one and a half times or something so i mean that barely puts it above an xbox um I read that somewhere, but I might be just messed up in my... I might have lost that number in my memory, so maybe it was four times the power. Then your Wii U, I mean, it It was definitely a big step up from the... Um,
0: it's slightly more powerful than the Xbox.
1: Like, yeah, yeah it's a huge step up from the Wii, but it was only a little bit more powerful than a PS3 or a 360. I mean, it's noticeably more powerful, but not like this huge giant leap, so... But, I mean, in reality, looking at looking at the PS4 and Xbox One at the moment, they've, they devoted so much RAM and processing power to social features and game recording that, yeah, they're more powerful and have better graphics, but how big of a leap is that going to be by the time we get to the end of the generation? We'll have to wait and see.
0: There's some nice looking stuff, though. Um, well, maybe you can take a look at it and see that once the... They did release a Pro Controller, so maybe that even back then, they were realizing they probably should start looking towards the future. Maybe that yeah. was the first step. That They just didn't have third party. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, Iwata...
0: Iwata's gone now, so you got to look for it.
1: As great as he was, I mean he was clearly extremely conservative in his decision-making, which in the long run has worked out. They had a few years of losses, but now they're back to what, like their second straight year of
0: profit? So, yeah. that, so that, like, that, was, that was, he had one great hit, but that thinking is ultimately led to his demise you know, with the Wii U.
1: He was behind the DS and the Wii.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he had, he had high two high great Two highest
1: selling products they ever had. And he's been producer on so many different games, but yeah. when it comes down but to business went, level decisions,
0: he went he to was, the well again. He went
1: to the well, and he was he was against the aggressive marketing.
0: Yeah.
1: So. And and they don't have any idea how to market to Western gamers. And I'm not saying he'd have boobs bouncing around and yeah. uh, you know Grand Theft Auto to, to to sell a system, but it certainly doesn't freaking
0: hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's just from a business standpoint. It, to their
1: yeah. guns, We've got
0: Nintendo characters, and that's, that's the only thing that we need. Yeah. They're like WWE. WWE is it. If you don't like it, screw you. Problem is, now you have two other huge competitors, and you were launching in the middle of a war. And when you go to war, you have to go to war with what everybody else has. Everybody else has super powerful computers. You have yeah. to have that as well. you have to and spend you have, that to have the third parties. It's great have, if you had the exact same third parties and exact same capabilities that everybody else, plus Mario and Link and everybody else, you'd fucking dominate. problem is Iwata didn't see that. He never saw that. All he saw was we have Mario. Remember that quote that um, Reggie had? We have Mario. What else you got? Yeah, I mean, what else you got? One day we'll have Link. And, you- had,
1: and they have a lot of great IPs, but the reason we don't see a lot of Star Fox and Metroid games, the Wii was the Weed to GameCube era was kind of an anomaly in Metroid, but those games weren't really selling like Gangbusters. That's why, like, just this week or today, it was reported that Retro is not even working on freaking Metroid. It's some original IP. So, this yeah. last two years, people have been thinking they've been working on Metroid for Wii U or NX or something. It's not happening right now. Yeah. So, those games sold well, but they, they didn't sell gangbusters. They're not like a Mario Kart or Mario Galaxy or something like that. Um, they've probably got the richest overall IPs in the business, but they've only got, what, three or four that really just knock it out of the park? So, and Pokemon. Don't want to put it on a console. Well, we, that's not the, that's not the kind of experience for a home console. Are you freaking kidding me? There's a market for every type of game experience on a handheld or on a freaking um, console. It doesn't matter. People will play it on either system. Not to mention they'll release games like Pokemon on freaking uh, on a DS or 3DS. Yeah. But then a damn near identical game with a different IP will come out on Wii or Wii U. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, I mean, at least sell some of your Pokemon games on the, uh, like, Wii U eShop or something. I mean, anything that would just get some Pokemon fans over. A Pokemon MMO (laughs) where you go out and catch freaking Pokemon and team up with people and go fight, like, Super Pokemon would freaking... I, they'd probably be able to buy the Xbox division at the th- when they were done. Pokemon's still hugely popular. So, I, mean, I don't know.
0: If, if you had the system that I just told you, everything I would buy everything on Nintendo.
1: Plus Pokemon.
0: I wouldn't buy Pokemon, but... You yeah. wouldn't,
1: but how many millions would? Yeah. Yeah. Have a, uh, But there's the other thing to think about, is the PS4 is sold like gangbusters, right?
0: Uh... No, I wish I would have posted that fucking article.
1: But the yes. Xbox is only at 13 million, million units. How many? 13 million-ish.
0: Mm. No, I it's not really
1: that. No, it's sitting at like 13 million, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's at least 30 million. The
1: Xbox years. One? I think the PS4 is only at like 25 or 26, isn't it? No,
0: 30 million, I think. Six. Xbox twenty nine point three million sales since two thousand thirteen. Um Playstation four versus Xbox One console sales. Ah God damn it. Fuck you Chrome. That wouldn't happen if I had my fucking Safari open.
1: Well, the most recent article I can find is from Forbes well the quickest let me not say the most recent Forbes August 18th 2015 ps4 had 25.3 million but it doesn't list what the Xbox one had sold but the Xbox one is being outsold around two to one so roughly half of that as of August So 12 or 13, 14 million. What number did you come up with? What
0: did you see? Uh, PlayStation 4 versus Xbox One. Sony announced 4 million PlayStation 4 units were sold in the second quarter of fiscal 2015. Uh, 29.3 million.
1: 29.3 million PS4s? Mm Mm-hmm. So I wonder where the Xbox One is. Either way, I mean, I think the point stands as far as Xbox One isn't selling at the rate the PS4 is by any means. And is that a... The market's less overall? Or is it more uh, overall?
0: It's, it's estimated that 15 million Xbox, un, Xbox One units have been sold since 2013. How many? Estimated 15 million.
1: Fifteen million. So yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, I knew there was a big gap. I just couldn't, I wasn't one hundred percent sure of the numbers. So There's, yeah, I'm I mean,
0: kicking ass.
1: Oh yeah, they're dominating. Um, Xbox so, One's a good product, but PS Four is just killing them because it's so a good it, product.
0: It's Nintendo does exactly what I told them to do. If you're listening, Nintendo, somebody has to listen, other than one person, then. You can win this war. At we'll least be second place. If you should do exactly what we told you to do.
1: Well, Iwata was comfortable making profit.
0: He was Ended comfortable making profit.
1: Yeah. They, wanted, they basically decided to come with, up with their own market, um, after, especially after the Wii. You know, they thought they had it. They kind of rested on their laurels a little bit, and they thought, we sold 100 million Wiis. Let's release the Wii U. I don't, they should have been confident. They really should have been. They'd already had one underpowered system that freaking sold amazing numbers uh, and brought in all kinds of new fans during that generation. Well, Once that generation Rick, was over. Those fans were gone. It was actually before that. that.
0: As long as somebody buys one game with the Wii U, they make a profit.
1: Yeah, and that's not including that every accessory they sells a profit. Microsoft makes more money selling controls than it does consoles. So
0: Plus you uh, have to you have to buy a, a um, charge and play kit as well because they don't even put a freaking battery in the controller. How ridiculous. It's twenty fifteen, yeah. guys. You're so pathetic.
1: Yeah, you can't, you have to put batteries in, you can't even plug it into the freaking console to power it up while you're you know, if you don't have any batteries or your charger's not you you have to turn your console off to put a Wii remote on the freaking thing and charge. You can't play unless you have AA batteries. If you have a rechargeable battery, when that battery is dead, you have to wait until it recharges before you can play again. You can't plug and play like you can with the other systems. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Xbox uh,
0: sucks. That's pathetic. Microsoft is so pathetic. What's that? The plug and, and charge and play kit. That's so weak.
1: Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: That's what I was talking about.
1: Yes, yeah, was it twenty five freaking dollars?
0: Twenty five dollars, yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought you were talking about the 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 Wii, which is stupid too. Well, that's stupid. But least,
0: too, but I was talking about Microsoft because you because you said uh, how much money they make on accessories.
1: Yeah, they're killing it on their accessories. They it was I can't I don't remember the article and and I may be wrong, but the point was they make millions of dollars of profit on their accessories. Now, as a whole, the division might lose money on the console. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, and a lot of people try to write off, you know, well, Nintendo doesn't make any money on the Wii U. I'm just saying, Reggie's saying from day one, we sell one freaking piece of software, the Wii U makes money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're they're either breaking even or taking a very small loss on Wii U which at this point it ought to be cheaper to produce a component. So maybe that's even kind of went in their favor even more. But I mean, hell 50% of the people, there's over 5 million copies of Mario Kart, So, you know, that's right. There's 5 million we use that are profitable according to Reggie. That's 5 million profitable systems. And then, you know, you've got, uh, Mario world, Donkey Kong, which I'm not saying the Donkey Kong was selling five or 6 million, but, Probably not all five million people had tropical freeze and vice versa. Now, there's going to be some overlap there, but you know, once you take it into account, they've probably done just fine. Well, and what what I think I saw a software, and this is coming from VG charts, but even if you cut their number down by like freaking seventy five percent or something, you'd still be at like eight or nine or ten million software sold for the Wii U. So, they've probably sold, they've clearly sold more software than they have consoles. So, they have to all be profitable. So, it's not just the 3DS performance that's helping them because actually 3DS is is really dropped off. So, it's a combination of the two. 3DS is definitely the workhorse. There ain't no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. But but the Wii U, I mean, unless, unless Reggie's lying, then everybody else is just full of shit. So. thank you hey, they got a mountain of money invested in in some hardware I don't personally care but I know a lot of gamers do and it shows in the sales
0: yeah look at PlayStation 4
1: yeah look at ps4 it why does it sell more
0: well does other than the p- fact that Microsoft pissed everybody off there's that
1: yeah I mean I was. This is anecdotal evidence, and this isn't like I've done some sort of extensive research, but I was trying to shop for a game. I was like, I'm going to see what's out exclusive between both systems, because I know I can get any of the third-party things for both systems. And it seemed to me like there was just more, to me personally, there was more interesting things on the Xbox One side. You know? But the PS4 is still outselling it. So, I don't know how true that is, but that was my perception just from shopping around for about an hour today on the internet. I was like, wow, there's just not that much for PS4 compared to the Xbox one. And then, you know, one of the big traditional Sony exclusives is on Xbox one. It's metal gear. So
0: yeah, no, Yeah.
1: is it, is it, is, do gamers care that much about that number <laughs> that, that horsepower number? I mean, Wow.
0: I, th- I think it was that initial backlash when Xbox. It's a
1: combination of things. It's probably yeah. I think it's probably mostly the backlash. It
0: was the backlash, and it was a hundred dollars cheaper when it first came out.
1: Yeah, that's true too. And still didn't.
0: Hundred dollars. That's an ex- That's two extra de- games. Really, yeah, one
1: or, c- or a control and a game, or most of a game. Yeah, one point eight games, something like that. So, or,
0: or PlayStation um, Plus. so.
1: I just know that after that E3, they took a freaking beating in the media. And I swore off Xbox that day. I was like, I'm, there's no way. And uh, they removed a lot of that stuff. So,
0: Well, they had to. Not because well, they wanted to, but because they had to.
1: No, yeah, it was consumer... Uh, people laugh at the idea of the word consumer rights, but consumer rights means I don't have to buy your product. That's all that really means.
0: And... People well, I about that. it, Scott. If it wasn't because of the people, you could never buy an Xbox One because of where you live. Yeah. So, because of the people, the power of the people is why you have an Xbox One.
1: Yep. You know, I, like you know, I was talking to work to a guy, and he was talking. We were talking about capitalism and socialism and all this stuff, and he was talking about how we don't have any real choice. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, you do. He's like, no, capitalists have done this and they've done that. I'm like, well, yeah, they have. I said, but they're, the only reason they do is because we take our wallets and fund them. If you have a problem with the corporation, don't buy their product. You know, buy something else, or don't buy any of that stuff. And he's he has, you know, all the consoles, and you know, he's got PC stuff, Mac stuff, iPhone, Android phone. You know, he's got wife and kids and stuff, tablets and all that stuff, but you know, complains about all that stuff. Whereas if you see the Xbox one story right now, to me, that showed the power of not putting money towards a product like that. People was like, we've had enough of this shit. And Xbox had the freaking, you know, they had to change what they were doing. And PS four come right in and said, we'll let you play used games. We'll let you do this. We'll let you do that. You don't have to be connected online all the time, which is stupid on Microsoft's part, considering like 30% of America doesn't even have access to internet. So yeah, I mean, you're talking about millions of potential customers. It's 30% of America. I mean, there's 330 million people in this country. (laughs) That's a significant number. But Nintendo NX, that software designer, was talking about how it was some really super advanced tech, but that right now is just rumor. So... um,
0: well, that's that's the question. Was he meaning industry leading chips, as in super, Which is advanced tip, super advanced chips, or is it just industry leading chips, as in yeah, we're using the same chips as everybody else? Yeah. So uh,
1: you... something I I can't remember the article, but it was uh, something along the lines of their development computers were having trouble running because of the power require the processing power requirements or the memory requirements or something that that the NX box was super strong. But how true that is, who knows? I would say there's been a lot of investor. I mean, just the fact that there are mobile games shows that the investor pressure from the past year or two had won out to a degree. So maybe on the hardware side, that had won out to a degree. And it is very telling that Shigeru Miyamoto was... Uh, moved off of the hardware decisions this year. So, and he's always been a stalwart on, well, you don't need to have cutting-edge technology. So, so maybe, maybe there is a change of culture happening in Nintendo since Iwata passed away. Rest his soul. Yeah. But, but I mean, they have to grow at some point.
0: Yeah, well, all the, all well, well, it was this year that they did, they did the whole rearrangement of Nintendo's
1: System. All their development schools? Their
0: del- yeah. Yeah. All their developments. The re- realignment of their um, company structure. So. Maybe. I just think
1: it's really interesting to see them like clawing their way. <laughs> no. When I mean, you know, first they uh, they owned the Nintendo generation, the Super Nintendo generation. They had a really good competitor, and they lost some market share, but they were still freaking awesome, you know. And as, and as good as the sixty four was. There was only 200 and some odd games that came out for it, and it sold nothing compared to the PlayStation 1. So.
0: PlayStation 1 was awesome. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But everything was on CD, so it was cheaper. And games were $50 compared to the massive dollars And what $9. happened?
1: Third parties started swinging that way. Yep. Because of the cheaper development cost. I oh, like Mortal Kombat Trilogy. My uh, brother got that for Christmas. And I think they paid like 80 bucks for that. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And I think this is the last bit of Nintendo news. Legend of Zelda. Twilight Princess HD was spotted for the Wii U. Apparently you had somebody who had a little bit too much time on their hands was digging around on the Wii U eShop, And he found a... Uh, Some little bit of evidence that uh, there's a re-release of The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess in the works. He found an icon for Twilight Princess in the system, leaving some to speculate that there is a port on the way. Um, However, the Nintendo's eShop servers have started showing a listing for Twilight Princess HD, suggesting a full remaster may be in the cards. Since there is no um, Twilight Princess, I mean, there's no Zelda game coming out this year, or any real big games coming out for Christmas, what do you think, Scott? Are we getting Twilight Princess? Is this going to make all the Zelda fans happy? Is this your consolation prize?
1: There was another story about there are one unannounced... There's one unannounced game for the Wii U and one unannounced game for the 3DS for this year, and then you have someone finds this icon. So maybe there is will be a Twilight Princess HD. I mean, because really the only big game they have coming out for the Wii U is um, Xenoblade. December that is coming
0: out this year. They haven't pushed that one back till next year.
1: Nah, it's December four right now. So
0: Yeah. Well I forgot Uh,
1: Star Fox got pushed back away. Well, you did
0: get um, Triforce. That did come out this year.
1: Yeah, and it didn't really get a lot of... Well, you have reviews. to play with
0: three people, don't you? Yeah. I well, wonder
1: if not- those reviewers played with those, with more than one person. Like, just play by themselves or play with more people.
0: Well, that's not a real Zelda game.
1: So. Yeah. I, I mean, it was like, kind of like Four Swords, I guess. I haven't really looked at it that much, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, if they had an HD remaster come out and it supported the Pro Control or the GamePad, I would I'd probably pick it up if it was only like 30 bucks or 40 bucks or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it if it was for a Pro Controller, I would. Yeah, Splatoon
1: uh, Princess is really 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 good.
0: And yeah, apparently the GameCube version is the superior version of it, so.
1: Yeah, I played the Wii version and it was amazing. So, I would, you know. But like Skyward Sword, once you get 25 hours in, 30 hours in, the motion controls kind of start wearing on you a little bit.
0: It does look like the uh, the new Zelda game is being pushed back for the NX. And...
1: it will probably be a dual release like Twilight Princess was,
0: if I had to guess. Or maybe not. Maybe it will just be NX. And if the system is that powerful, make maybe.
1: this You're right. You're right. That's a possibility.
0: Let's show how powerful this system really is. Let's just push it back.
1: Uh, Anuma was in an interview the other day, and he talked about how um, it was still coming for the Wii U. So it's
0: apparently they have. I mean, before,
1: yeah, but they're not—they're not the kings of misdirection either. Anuma, I would—I would say if he says it's coming out for Wii U, it's probably been developed for Wii U from the ground up. So, oh, uh, it's probably been in development since the Wii U was at least launched or before maybe so
0: scott at one time there was a Dolph mall video game being developed and it was canceled and now that developer wants a second chance they were working on the game for redfly was the name of the team and they were working on the game for about eight or nine months and they are going to work on the game again and take it to EA and show them exactly, please, God, let us make this fucking game because I don't know why. Let me take a look at this again.
1: There was a lot of hype. I think this was in a Gamefly, mag- not Gamefly shit, Game Informer magazine. There was this big, huge write-up on LucasArts, and I think they'd interviewed some of these guys. And... Uh, yeah, you know, the game had some anticipation from the guys that were working on it. So, of course, it's their product. Their ego might be getting in the way, but I mean, it sounded interesting. You know, if the if the mechanics are solid, then ten four. You know what I mean? Let's do this. But
0: Dan yeah. you know, I mean, Roth the Red Floss Studios held to "Ask me anything." With Fred yesterday, kicking off the discussion by saying his team was quote working on resurrecting the Dolph Mall game. And, quote, further down, he said the Texas based studio was, quote, working on a full next gen demo of all things ball to show the powers that be. So uh, they worked on the game for uh, eight months and then the game was canceled.
1: So it was further along than Colonial Marines? (laughs) (laughs) Which they worked on for years and then basically it was built in nine months. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. we can't give an episode without talking about that freaking disaster.
0: Yeah, if EA or Disney are done with Dothma altogether, he is hoping he's holding out hope that EA was still, quote, seed of value in us, reskinning our combat mechanics to be more in line with what they are thinking for Star Wars. So he's hoping that um
1: I think he used the word reskin. Yeah. At some point.
0: That's what they said. See the value in us reskinning our combat, re-skinning, mechanics yeah. More in line with what they're thinking for Star Wars.
1: Maybe. I mean, change your environments and change your um character model. Just no different DLC really, is it? You know, like uh force Unleashed, you get like Kit Fisto and Luke Skywalker and all that stuff. Still it's still played the same.
0: I wish we could have got Battlefront 3. Damn, that, would have been, that was awesome.
1: Well, there was another t- canceled Star Wars game. Uh, two of them, actually, that were for the Wii. Um, Rogue Squadron Trilogy, which was going to be, a, a, I don't know if you'd call it a remaster. I don't know if there were any graphical differences in the game, but it was going to be a collection of all three of the GameCube. Um, well, not all three of the GameCube, because t- one was on 64. Right. Yeah, it would have been a, a re I guess it would have been a remaster of at least a 64 version, but it would have had all three rogue squadron games and uh, started life as an exclusive for the original Xbox before heading over to the Wii. So it was going to have all three games and they got canceled and it, the game was like practically finished. And for some I don't know why they didn't release it Um but they ported the original Xbox game to the Wii with a whole new graphics engine and even had the trilogy running at 60 frames per second. Mm. I would like to have seen that game running at 60 frames per second. I don't care what system you put it on. That was because they looked awesome on the GameCube. So, uh, and then the other one was a multiplayer title, Rogue Squadron X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. It was going to be a multiplayer game in development for launch on 360, and it was 50% finished. when continuous internal issues at LucasArts, plus the financial crisis of 2008 caused the titles cancellation. So, I mean, that sucks, because Lucas Arts was in turmoil. And it was George Lucas meddling, if you go by the article. Uh, did you ever read that Game Informer article?
0: Mm, for which one?
1: Uh, about, like, the fall of LucasArts.
0: Mm, I probably had. I you probably know. should
1: check that out sometime if you have, because it was... It was it really makes you come into light like the poor decisions with the prequels. Um, like when he would go to Lucas arts, like they weren't allowed to look directly at him or speak directly to him. Even if they were in the same room, even if they were sitting right across the table from him in a meeting, they had to go through whatever liaison he had standing there and then he would answer him, And then the liaison would basically repeat what he just said. <laughs> so that's what the hell's wrong with George Lucas. You know, he's lost his flipping mind on how to deal with people.
0: Was that the um, one where he, the article where he, he said that Obi Wan bad or some bullshit like that?
1: Yeah, and he wanted, um, he wanted like, uh, they were doing a game setting like, I don't know if it was the prequel era or the, um, classic era. And I, again, I read this over a year ago. And he wanted the Twi'lek, the Red Sith Twi'lek from the, um, Legacy, Star Wars Legacy comic, we're set in the future with Cade Skywalker. Uh-huh. He wanted her to be in the, to bring her, to have her in that game because she was hot. <laughs> Even though chronologically she had no business being there. It's like, just make another Twi'lek. Is it really that hard? But it had to be her. Mm. So something along those lines. Just a lot of dumb stuff like that. And uh, it's like, you know, don't forget that was it 1313?
0: Yeah, Which 13, looked really
1: 30, promising. 30,
0: 30, 30, 30, 30. So it's like we had
1: a slew of poor, poor Star Wars games.
0: Well, that and was then neat. we
1: had three games, or two games at least. I, know, I saw screenshots and video of Trilogy, and I saw um, some of the stuff for 1313. So we had at least two games that looked like they were going to be very good. And who knows if the multiplayer Rogue Squadron would have been any good. I used to have a lot of fun playing two-player Rogue Squadron on the uh, – I think it was Rebel Strike. Can't swear to it, but it probably was. Uh, Me and a bunch of friends would sit around and shoot each other down. But yeah, I mean, that sucks. I mean, those could have been some good games, but they were set in the Classic Trilogy, so why not move it forward? Not Darth Maul, but the Rogue Squadron stuff. I'd love to see them do a complete HD remaster of Rogue Squadron. I've bitched about HD remasters, but that's a quality freaking game. You know? Maybe not just do an HD remaster, but do some tweaks. Add more Star Fighters, more uh, a longer draw, longer draw distance, larger maps, higher numbers of fighters inside the that you have to fight against. You know things like that. So it was good arcade type gameplay action. So take the take the ground fighting out. That was terrible in Rebel Strike, but it was still doable.
0: Uh, Rocket League updates. Um, yeah, that's really not that important.
1: But they do have the Back to the Future DeLorean. That's important. If you want to drop $2 for yeah. a, a model of a car. I'm uh, tempted back, to do.
0: Yeah. uh Back in August, they are 100% going to other systems. So
1: That's a great game. If you have not played Rocket League, you should be playing Rocket League. Was well, it on Steam too, isn't it?
0: Some PC. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Bug hunt. Assassin's Creed syndicate. They thought they'd get away from us, but they didn't.
1: It's because we are always watching Ubisoft. <laughs> we are always watching. Your porch lights out. Yeah. <laughs> Change that ball, bitches. Um I don't even know what the hell they patched, but I don't really care. It's day one and you got one gigabyte of patches coming out. Seriously? and there are some bugs being reported in syndicate but not nowhere near on the level not even close to the level of unity um, which i'm playing through as we speak and that game is like a 5 out of 10 6 out of 10 at the most and that's post patch
0: um, no wait I- no no syndicate tried to say that it's not that big of a bug it's only we have Two patches. One is 541 megabytes, and the other, called 1.11, is 534 megabytes. So it's not that big of a patch. Bullshit. It still equals out to a one gig patch on day one. So you're, it's still pretty fucking weak. It's
1: us a GameCube disc in patches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, it it it's still a one gig patch on day one. It still equals out to a gig so now the original update was was, was considered a, an 18 gig patch it wasn't that bad it was only one gig but still you did release two patches on day one and you broke it up into two patches i don't know why the hell you did that but, Just
1: because uh, they're 500 500 gigabytes when you break them up into two it's like buying something that's 39.99 instead of 40. They they, they
0: did it because they're trying to hide from us. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: That's what it was. They know that we are onto them. They're like, man, Scott and Paul are raping us, and they've got billions of viewers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, Syndicate, like, one of the bugs we were reading about was, uh, like, there's a carriage that just randomly starts to shake and explodes and kills some horses for no reason. And there's another where, like, the guy's, like, just sitting up in space like, he's on a carriage, but there's no carriage, and you can even walk through the space where he's at and stuff. So, um, but I haven't played Syndicate I got a friend at work that's extremely dedicated to Assassin's Creed. He even has, like, um, which the story behind the tattoo is pretty cool. Uh, but he's got, like, the Assassin's Creed emblem, and then there's a saying. It's it's in reference to deceased family member. So, it's, I mean, it is pretty cool. But, I mean, he's an Assassin's Creed junkie. So
0: um he must really hate this segment then because we rape it every other week
1: yeah he didn't like unity he liked rogue which i have rogue and i never played through it i got it for like 10 bucks um i'll play through it sunday but the um there's there's i mean i don't know they the gameplay mechanics it was jarring not having the boat missions after playing through three and four. I played through three one Christmas. I played through four the next Christmas. And then I finally broke down and tried out unity this. And I know that they don't want, they don't want to go to the well with this all the time, but the boat missions really made a huge difference. They broke up the monotony. I mean that you get from just, okay, climb up over the buildings. Let's do parkour for 45 minutes, sneak up on students student stabbing, you know, the combat, uh, in unity like you hit like the freaking parry button and it's not that responsive to me and i've never had a problem operating the parries i mean it's basically just a quick time event there's a light flashes over your head and you hit the freaking b button to parry and you know even leveling up skills it just you get your ass pounded sometimes and the biggest most annoying thing is the off screen attacks like, if they aim a rifle at you, you usually get, like, a little marksmanship thing on your, like, crosshair It shows up on you, and you know a guy's about to shoot, so you need to start moving. But, like, I'll be fighting, and if you happen to be low on health, like, if there's, you're circled by, like, five guys, you can't see off camera, and some dude just, boom, nails you, and you have no idea he's coming until he hits you. There's no, like, indicator it flashes on the screen or anything, so... I don't know. I'm not going to bitch about Unity anymore because this is more about Syndicate. Let's go back to Syndicate. But Mm -hmm. I can see where the series is really falling apart with Unity. And like the parkour and running through the crowds and everything, it just isn't working that well. And the AI is freaking stupid. I mean, you can have two guys facing the same direction and walk up and they're two feet from each other. You stab some dude in the throat and the other one stays up. I don't expect games to be super realistic. But I mean, there's no challenge there with that. So, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of faith in Syndicate being all that. But it's getting decent reviews, but hell, did Unity really get really terrible reviews? I know the users freaking cut it to pieces, but what no. did the publications say? So you can't trust the publications 9 out of 10 times because they're bought and paid for.
0: No, I haven't checked the Metacritic for it. I mean, if they,
1: have to, like, if they have to work on a game to beat it or it's difficult, that game's going to get hammered. Especially if the developers or the publisher doesn't give them a bunch of money. But if it's something that's just you can basically close your eyes and play through, like most games these days, they'll give it 8s and 9s and 10s. So, I don't know.
0: Well,
1: I'm about done with Assassin's Creed. I'll probably grind through Unity just because it came with my Xbox, but it's getting more difficult by the minute, and I'm about four hours into it, five hours mm-hmm. into it. <sighs>
0: Let's talk about Hogan's contract. Did you-
1: no freaking wonder they went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> just,
0: oh, my God. The
1: only one they was paying big money to. He might have had the most, but I mean, they had a lot of big names and they paid for every one of them.
0: We're just going to go over some of these highlights because this is just, I wish I, wish I got this paycheck at work. My God. So this is Hulk Hogan's contract from 1998 surfaced online. So, uh, oh my God. Okay. These are some of the uh, highlights. It was a four year deal listing from May 29, 1998 to May 28, 2002. So he went from WWE in February, 2002 WWE only had to buy out the last three months of the contract. Hogan got a $2 million signing bonus. Which he doesn't say this in here, but he it had to be paid within 14 days. Oh god. Each year, Hogan was to appear on six WCW pay per view events. That's nice for which he'd be paid $675,000 each or 15% of domestic pay-per-view cable sales received by WCW for each event, whichever was greater. So he was guaranteed $4.5 million annually in pay-per-view payoffs alone. He was advanced $1.35 million every four months. My God! One thing you can't say is that uh, Hogan was an idiot. No.
1: Was Hogan worth it? Probably. But was he worth it in conjunction with all the other high-paying contracts they had? Probably not.
0: Probably I mean, not.
1: Plus, he had all that creative control and everything else. Which, you know, the finger poke of doom. Shit. So maybe, he, no, he probably wasn't worth it. He wasn't worth it retroactively. You know, looking at like I want sell pay I want to sell pay per views and put Hogan on there. That's probably gonna sell pay per views, but man, that's a lot of money.
0: Uh, here you go. Payoffs for Monday Nitro and Thursday Thunder appearances were twenty five thousand dollars or twenty five percent of the gross after tax, arena tech ticket revenues, whichever was greater. For whichever example, was greater, yeah. yeah. For example, as far as shows on this contract go, this means he made. for the match at the Georgia Dome where he dropped WCW world title to Goldberg. And here you go, $232,683.75 for the finger poker doom off of WCW's all time record gate of $930,735. So for the finger poker doom, he got two hundred and
1: thirty-two thousand grand. Wow. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean he's making two hundred thousand dollars and it's not even a freaking uh, he pay-per-view. To, he didn't have it's to not work. Like a pay-per-view. No. He, had, he didn't even work. Yeah, he just walked out. Act, well, I mean, worked as far as the business goes, but yeah. did he have to work work? Like go out there and do some body slams. No, why not poke the dude in the chest and it was over?
0: He didn't even take a bump that match. No, he didn't. No, he just did
1: Worst fucking I remember watching that.
0: That was awesome though.
1: <laughs> I was pissed off. I was like, really?
0: Oh, I thought it was the greatest moment in television.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I I can't I cannot disagree with the pundits uh, that wrote about how it just devalued the product. I mean, it was it dramatic? Yeah, but <laughs> like you just wasted that wcw title man
0: nash the way he sold it and threw his head back oh god (laughs) that was great this one oh i love it (laughs) now was it worth two hundred and thirty two thousand dollars no was it
1: worth the collapse of the company No, no it was truly the one of the nails in the coffin no oh man yeah that's a lot of money man but hogan was a huge draw even then he was still a big draw was he the draw he was in 1984? No, but he was still a big draw. I mean, I don't know. He was a pretty big name, even in the 90s. I mean, shit, look what Nitro did. That was mostly hmm. Hogan. Getting him and then turning him bad, I mean, that was that was genius. Freaking genius. The vitriol, the hate, the venom that fans turn towards mm-hmm. a baby face, especially in that era when they turned. I mean, you were just now really, just, what was it, 96 when he went, 95? Do what now? When, when he went to WCW, was it like 95, 96?
0: Something like that.
1: Then he turned to bash at the beach. You were just now in the blossoming blossoming era of this is admittedly fake. Admittedly scripted, not fake. I hate to use that word because it's that's the product it is. Yes. It's meant to be a performance. So it's not fake, but yeah. it's it's, it's scripted.
0: Work. Yeah. It's a work.
1: Um and uh, you know that was that was when it was really the mass public was starting to really buy into okay, this is this is not real, like a huge percentage of people really thought it was real. You know, there was always people down it, they'd be on talk shows defending it, yeah, it's real, it's real. Which in their mind it was real as far as what they were doing, as far as what the business actually is. But the audience always saw it as a fight. And it was not really a fight unless it was like uh, uh, certain people. <laughs> Big Van Vader getting his eye knocked out. Yeah. You know, shit like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was it. So, but what I'm saying is people were just now into the idea that this is a work but they would still respond so strongly when a, when a character turned from baby face to heel. So to have the most popular wrestle, wrestler of all time turn like he did, man, and watching all that trash get thrown in the ring, it what was a bash at the beach. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: that was awesome. So quote Hogan was worth it. When, there, was other, there was other things besides his contract that were a problem.
0: When required to travel for WCW as contemplated hereafter, Bollea will receive first-class air travel, first-class suite hotel accommodations, limousine transportation, and $175 per diem. In other words, officially he had no road expenses other than food and still got $175 step each day he was on the road. In practice, the food was likely covered much of the time to boot since he mostly worked TV and pay-per-view shows, which were catered. <sighs> Finally, there is the infamous Complete Creative Control Clause, which actually reads like this. Bolea to have approval over the outcomes of all the wrestling matches in which he appears, wrestles, and performs. Such approval not to be unreasonably withheld. When Russo double-crossed him on that promo, one court ruled that because it was not the, quote, outcome of a wrestling match, end quote, that clause wasn't violated. Hogan successfully appealed because the clause is worthless if the match result can be effectively undone in the promo. My God. You know,
1: I think back to when Luger beat him. What did they say to Hogan to convince him to let, to agree to Luger pinning him?
0: He, I would probably love to know. Got, he probably got another $232,000 for yeah, that.
1: possibly. They probably had money, did it? But who in the hell in WCW wanted to pay that much for Luger, I guess? Luger was kind of on an upswing. He, he had a brief flash in the pan there.
0: It was well, Luger was kind probably of, have the belt for about two weeks.
1: I think it was a week. I think it was the next week he lost it. But, you know, I was still surprised they put it on him when it happened. I was well, watching that match live, and when he – I was like, did that just happen? Did he just beat Hogan? No shit. It's like, yes.
0: Well, I, I think at the time, Sting was still up in the rafter. So you, you had to. Luger was. Um, he needed his um, comeuppance because Luger was. Um, Luger was really down at the time. Because he lost his best friend. He was the reason they lost the match in the war games. Uh-huh. So he had to get some something to make him look good. And so yeah. he, he, at that time, he had to save WCW, and he did. He, he kicked Hogan's ass. And then he got his ass kicked My Horseman horseman beatdown by NWO. But are we going to talk about this? Um...
1: It was a great night to be a Luger fan, I'm just
0: saying. Yeah, yeah. You didn't watch Hell in the Cell, but apparently there's a lot of blood, so you people should watch it before WWE takes it off. We're we gonna talk about this spoiler in Justice League. Did you look at it?
1: Yeah, but well, shit, let me look at it again. We've talked well, about so much stuff.
0: Mostly, we only talk about these uh, Marvel comics because it's six months behind. So,
1: oh, Death of the Villain, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, mostly we only talk about Marvel. Dark
1: Side is dead.
0: Spoiler Spoiler alert! Dark Side's dead. Thanks, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this comic's out already. Yeah, but mostly we try to only talk about Marvel comics because we have um, Marvel Unlimited, so it's six months behind. By the way, the Star Wars comics are really fucking good. Yes, they are, especially the Vader comic. Princess Leia, I can no. I thought, was,
1: I thought I it was pretty good myself, but the lesser of the group.
0: Yeah. So uh, anyway, I want to talk yeah. to you about before we go. I want to talk to you about the uh, Star Wars one.
1: Well, okay. Well, the dark side's dead. Lex Luthor absorbed the Omega Force, and now he has. I say Luger, or Luthor.
0: Anyway, <laughs> <it> <laughs>
1: Lex Luger is going to torture rack Superman to death. It's look, going to like Nightfall. Except look at Luger that versus.
0: Fucking picture, of Lex Luthor.
1: Yeah, he looks stupid.
0: Look at that shit.
1: He looks like fucking Grendel from the CGI Beowulf movie. Without the mutated shoulders.
0: Oh my god.
1: So anyways, DC... Uh, Darkseid clearly won't stay dead.
0: No, nobody stays dead.
1: No, Nobody stays dead. Um, and... Uh, Lex Luthor apparently somehow lied and ended up with the Omega Effect... And now he's got his powers. So, who knows where that's going to go? A super powered, super smart Lex Luthor versus Superman. We've seen that before, but maybe somebody will do something better with it this time. Uh, this but you is, know, uh,
0: I don't apparently read
1: Superman's turned into like a super prick. Hmm. And he's super self righteous now. So, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of different writing, freshen things up instead of like, hey, I got an idea. Let's have another infinite crisis to freshen things up. You know, at least this is something different. So, I might have to check these out eventually.
0: Did you uh, read the Injustice comics?
1: I read like the first ten, but I haven't read anything past
0: that. Ten or 11. are
1: good. Yeah, those are really good. Injustice. I mean, that's that's a good series. I okay. just I just need to get back to it. Um,
0: Don't but- forget this uh, December. Dark Dark Knight Three comes out. Did she do the Jim Lee cover? His variant. Yes. That was sweet yeah, as many.
1: That was awesome. Um, I really wish they had like a DC Unlimited or a Dark Horse Unlimited. I would subscribe to one of those and share with you, so we could do like we do with Marvel. So, well, you know, you pay one we, month. We, we have a company. I pay a month. We have a company. We live together. Yes, we can share it. So fuck off, Marvel.
0: Um, yes, he's in a different room with, in the house with New Japan and, and the WWE. We, we, this is a corporation.
1: Yeah, and voodoo. <laughs> 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 yes, that's his corporate expenses, bitches. So anyways, you said let's talk about Star Wars, so I can't wait to get past this DC news, so we've we've broke that down. Yes, so I- we do want to talk about Star Wars. Um,
0: Did you re- read uh, episode... Episode, fuck. Uh, the last one, was it four? Yes. Are you comfortable with the fact that it looks like it's Jabba is the one who's pretty much revealing that Luke is Vader's son.
1: I was a little surprised to say the least. Um but uh the other thing, I mean, it's like, you know, how is Jabba gonna play this out as it keeps going? That's what I wanna see.
0: It seems like that's that's the route they're going because it seems like
1: he knows a little bit much for where his position is, but I guess I mean I don't know. I guess he is freaking um he is Jaw the freaking hut. Yeah. Crime Lord of the universe and all that.
0: Yeah. Because me when, when he said that uh I think he said like I forgot the line. We just talked about like a little a farm boy or something like that, but who of any notable value was ever born on Tatooine. And then Yeah,
1: that was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Invaders like
1: Oh, Or was that a slam saying I know who you are? Yeah. Didn't Java own Luke? Or not Luke, but um, Anakin? No. And...
0: no, no, that was um...
1: It was Watto.
0: Watto owned him.
1: Alright, that's right. Watto owned him. That's right, never mind. I was thinking that
0: Unless they're going to retcon it. <laughs>
1: For some reason I was thinking he was like managing Shmi and Anakin. Yeah. But no, I'm wrong. Definitely. Yeah. So I thought, I thought the way that Jabba talked to Vader was funny. Cause like, um, just the way they come off, they played off each other. Well, the way it was written, yeah. you can tell Anakin's just like a uh, freaking barely restrained yeah. or Vader's just, he's just, he's just holding it in check. Like I'm here to do a job. That's the only reason this bitch is still breathing. Yeah. You know, but, um, the part where, uh, the assassin kneecaps all the Rodians? I thought that was badass.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Yeah, Star Wars 4 uh, was really, really good. But, I mean, this series is is legit. Yeah. And Luke struggling with this whole I'm not a Jedi thing. Pretty interesting.
0: I really like the art in that issue.
1: Yeah, the cover was awesome. At least the digital cover was. I don't know what the newsstand cover looks like. Yeah. The one where Vader's looking into the... Twin sons, just like Luke did in the movie. And then he's seeing himself. I was pretty badass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the time I got to the end of that, I was like, so I I thought it was just, at least originally, I thought that they probably retconned the whole thing. Vader just kind of through the force knew, oh, okay, Luke's my son. I thought he kind of would have figured it out that way, but I guess now he's going to piece it together piece by piece through Java taking him through Tatooine trying to find Obi-Wan and I guess Han. I guess he's he's looking for Han now. Han and and Obi-Wan is going to find it this way. Oh, so Luke is my son.
1: Yeah, and that's played out in some of the other, like now called the Legacy comics and all that. That played out like him trying to find out who the hell it was, and then like the whole reveal that it was Skywalker. Like, oh shit, Vader's like, what? You know, (laughs) so they're kind of doing another take on that.
0: I like it better my way. It makes the Force more of a magical type thing instead of him being Batman, being a detective. I don't like Detective Anakin. I, it's, don't, it's I don't, think I, don't think I
1: would like Detective Anakin, but I can understand the Detective Vader. Yeah. I think I can I can get that.
0: Because we had Detective Anakin and then Attack of the Clones, which is fine, I guess. Yeah,
1: well, we saw how Detective Anakin worked out when he started stabbing babies in the Jedi Temple. I'm just saying.
0: He's yeah, a we- fucking
1: moron. <laughs> <laughs> now he's, had, he's had fucking 20 years to learn something. So, you know, I'm giving him that benefit of the doubt. I, I mean, this is classic Vader, not dipshit Anakin.
0: Yeah. We, we've so. had that Anakin. It didn't work.
1: You need to erase that guy from your memory when you're reading this comic because it's, to me it's pretty clear that the writers have.
0: Who's that, Jason I, Aaron? I, is Ronnie yeah.
1: Goes? But I'll, t- I'll say one thing. The part when Vader says this concludes the negotiations, I can't help but hear Hayden Christensen's voice when I read that line. So. Yeah.
0: Very good comic.
1: Yeah, they're knocking this series out of the park. Star Wars or no Star Wars. Yeah. It's, it's very good. Ikei wants to kill the salacious crumb, the little monkey yeah. lizard thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll pretend that I don't know that's a
0: Kiwakian monkey lizard. Yeah. If you valued the life of that creature, you would tell it not to do that again. Or, <laughs> well, yeah. What was that line? Yeah, I was
1: like, at, um, never do that in my presence again or something. <laughs> yeah. um, and then later, there's a panel where he's looking at the... Twin Suns and his mask has like the red tint on it, and then his eye lenses have the uh, Twin Suns reflecting them. I was just like, man, it's just. Yeah, I think I, I thought that was a really good panel.
0: Yeah, art's really good because they look just like the characters.
1: And Boba Fett at the end—that is an excellent, excellent picture.
0: Yeah, excellent reveal,
1: and a good reveal. Yeah. And the Darth Vader series is really, really good too.
0: I really like the Vader series.
1: And he's doing a detective thing. He's 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 basically Batman, you're right.
0: Yeah, the that's, way Batman what I think, that's
1: what I think I want to think of classic Vader. You know, the guy could figure shit out, he could plot, he was he was duplicitous, you
0: know, he was just an evil badass. This is what Revenge of the Sith should be, is what the Darth Vader series is. But it wasn't. Right. Thanks, George.
1: You have to speak to his liaison in order for him to hear you oh, say that, sorry. even though he's right there in the room. Yes. Sir, he says thank you. <laughs> I'll tell him I said he's welcome.
0: You think George was just ripping the guys? that's who he really is?
1: <laughs> you think like Stephen King, or Stephen King, you think like Steve Spielberg is like, hey, hey George, when you go over to that meeting, you don't really fuck with those guys? <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, here's what you do. Take your liaison. <laughs> he's like, I don't have Nobody one. can make eye contact with you. You can only drink fucking Bavarian spring water. (laughs) You know, just stupid. I mean, you know, it, you got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because these are people that lost their job because of George. So maybe there was a little bit of embellishment too, but, and I might be remembering the story wrong, but maybe the liaison, liaison wasn't there, but maybe they had like a spokesperson that worked for the developers that was the only one that could actually communicate with him. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as bad as they said it was, but it was just funny. So. But if you're not reading Star Wars from Marvel, you are missing out. Because this is some of the best writing and direction in comics in recent memory for me. So, I tend to read, I go in spurts. I'll go two, three, four weeks without reading comics. And then I'll spend a week catching up and I'll read like a hundred books. So, all paid for, not pirated
0: yeah well like marvel unlimited i wish they were more than that six months that's pain in the ass but yeah that's why i kind of stay away from comic book news because
1: did you check out the 2013 star wars series the 20 issue series No. no it's pretty good it's pretty good um I would say, for me, it's about as, almost as good as the current series. It's, it's it's excellent, so check it out when you get a chance.
0: I, I did kind of stay away from the Legacy series stuff, because now it means nothing other than this massive story.
1: But And that's the most important thing. Yeah, What's more important, a continuity or a good story? They go hand-in-hand hand to a point, but it's a Legacy series, so it has no bearing, but it is still an excellent, excellent comic. Um... Trying to see what the name of that series is. But anyways, we can talk about that after the podcast. Because yeah. I need the bolt here in a second.
0: Yeah, that's pretty it's, much it. We've done everything else. we, so we covered all the news. So, other than the fact that on the 31st is, if you have stars, unfortunately we don't. The Evil Dead series. So, somebody please watch that. Unless we won't be able to. Let's be yeah, I don't away. have stars. Hopefully that will be on iTunes so I can just get a subscription to it or something. So, um, oh wait, I did have a link to Fallout Four. I'll try to get that. The um WWE Two K Sixteen, worthless piece of shit. Don't get it. Okay, Scott. No problem. Well, I'm. It's maybe for forty eight dollars. It's okay. So sixty it's shit, forty it's okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. I'll laughs> I need a little better spread than that.
0: Yeah, I, I would say Black Friday so it'd be worth. I'll it.
1: keep an eye out for it.
0: Black Friday. Have, I'll,
1: I'll either get it for Xbox One.
0: No, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'll get it for PS4.
0: Uh, it's there's um certain issues that I have with it that maybe other people would not, but uh Certain things that a competent developer would not do, yeah.
1: All right, well, I've added that first issue of that other series to the library. So if you bring it up, it'll be in the library if you want to check it out. I mean, you don't have to search for it. So, all right,
0: anything else we need to tell the the people? I think that's it. all right. Is that it? That's it. All right. Episode 5 is done.
1: Scuttle kind of it.